guys for sticking with me for your announcements. Let's get ready for worship. Bye. Wow. <laughs> we are not Riley and James. I know. We look a lot like them, but. <laughs> Alrighty, if y'all want to go ahead and stand up, we'll um, get ready for worship. Okay, I just want to pray real quick. Lord, we thank you that you're here with us. Holy Spirit, we honor you today. We just thank you that you are moving in this place. Father God, that no matter what we've been through this past week, we just lay it down at your feet and we choose to press in and to worship you, Lord, because you are worthy of our praise. Thank you, Lord. In your name, amen. Thank you. 
life. Thank you. Jesus. He is so faithful, and he never, ever, ever will leave us. You're such a good father. Thank you, Jesus.
of our glorious God. We open our hearts to you, Holy Spirit. Expect good things today. Our best days are before us. Extraordinary experiences are before us. Miracles and signs and wonders are before us. Hallelujah. We worship you in this place, my King. You are my King, and I worship you. He's coming. He's coming soon. Hallelujah. Be about His business. Keep your focus on Him and things above. Live out your days, lifting your voice and praising Him. Seek Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Hallelujah. Glorious days are before us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. How many know he's worthy to be praised? He's worthy to be praised. Mm, so good. You're so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I will tell off on myself um, as I was, uh, I listened to I guess people would call it pretty strange music to pray to. But um, I came upon this song, and I let my wife hear it. And uh, I was driving here to the bus back at the beginning of the week, and, man, I tell you what, I was crying like a big baby listening to that music. It was just that, how do you put into words when you're right there with him? How can you express that in just normal words? It's so much in, more incredible. I said all that to say this. He wants that from each of us, from you as well as me. And I cannot express to you the importance of you making that quality decision. Not just every now and then, but every day. Spend some time with him. Talk with him throughout the day. I always go back to what Smith Wigglesworth said, because some people say you've got to pray for hours, you've got to pray for hours, and I don't have any qualms with people who want to pray for hours. Smith Wigglesworth said, I never pray longer than 10 minutes, but I never go 10 minutes without praying. What is that? That's total communion with, with the Lord. He's on your mind constantly. And I, <laughs> I was just talking to uh, Shelby and reflecting on, I'm 60 years old now, and I know that's hard to believe, but I was just saying to her how, I, for whatever reason, I've just noticed lately, I have a lot of high school friends and college friends, and, and, and my brother-in-law just passed away, and, and all of these people just seem to be starting to, to die. And I, it's just like one of those times where reality hit me in the face, I have lived more days than I have to live on this earth. Don't get me wrong, because I'm living forever with Jesus. 
But the point I'm trying to make is, is that I am determined the rest of my days here, I'm going to be the man of God he's destined for me to be. I'm going to fulfill my destiny and bring him glory and honor in and through this life. And if you hear me coming up and just speaking words of life and encouragement to you, just know that that's going to happen all the time now. I've made that quality decision. I'm going to speak life to those around me. People need to hear that in this world, amen? Not speaking death, not being angry. I'm working on that when I'm driving. Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. He's so good. All right, Brooke. Casey, you gone? No, you're going to stay? Won't you come up here? They're heading out to Idaho. Casey's in a wedding over there. They graciously stayed to do worship here to help us with the worship. Praise God. And, but they'll be gone all the way through, not this Monday, but the following Monday. So let's just pray, surrounded with our faith and love. Stretch your hands out this way. So, Lord, right now in Jesus' name, we surround them with our faith, our love. I plead the blood of Jesus over their lives, over the vehicle they'll be traveling in. Give your angels charge over them now, Lord, to keep them and to protect them as they go. They will be safe throughout this journey. They're going safely to the other side in Jesus' name. They'll be safe while there, and you'll bring them back safely in Jesus' name. We believe it. I believe that, Lord God, I know that they have an appointment for a wedding, but I also have, believe they have other divine appointments. To minister your love to those that they will have contact with. Friends they haven't talked with lately. I just believe in Jesus' name that many shall be ministered to through them. Glory to God. Again, I just thank you for them and all they mean to me. Glory to God and all they mean to this church. We love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Go get them. I love you. Bye, Emmy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do we have any Kleenexes anywhere? Thank you, Lord. I just wanted to, we're going to take up our tithes and offerings. If you need an offering envelope or you're giving, just slide a hand up. And our ushers will be sure to give one to you. If you want to give online, there it is. Very simple. Go to colcbozeman.org. And there's prompts on the top right. And you just follow those prompts and it's pretty Easy to follow that. Amen. I wanted to share this with you. Uh, last week, we took up a love offering for uh, Sarah Keekover as she was going to uh, it New Life Children's Home, if I'm not mistaken, in Honduras. And uh, I had called her at the beginning of last week and told her we were going to do this. But obviously, I didn't know how much we were going to be able to bless her with. And we ended up sending her away with $1,000. Glory to God. And anyway, I uh, called her and I, and I saw, told her, I said, did you, did you see how much we gave you? She said, no, I haven't seen yet. And she got her, she's driving, of course, and I'm trying to make her look at her phone while she's driving. Not a good thing for a pastor to do. But anyway, but she got on there, she saw the amount, and she started shouting and, and, and laughing. She said, that covers everything else I needed for this trip. And I was thinking about that and pondering that and how God knew that we would be faithful to sow into her life. So he tapped us on the shoulder to give. 
Now, you might think that that, is, that would have happened anyway with anybody else. There's no telling how many people God tapped on the shoulder to give and to sending her to go to Honduras, and they didn't do it. Somebody else will do it. Somebody else will give. I want to be the one that's counted faithful by God. I want to be the, 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 the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the channel through whom God's blessings flow through. I want to be someone that he's constantly tapping on the shoulder. Amen. There's something fun about this. There really is. Because in reality, what, what's, what's really going on? Yes, we're helping send her to Honduras, to this New Life Children's Home, but think about what's really going on here. We are being used by God to further his kingdom in the earth today. That's, that blesses me. That blesses me. And I know that I know that I know our giving days are just getting started. What do I mean by that? I believe we're going to be given greater and more substantial offerings than ever before. I don't care how many people are in here. Because, see, my God is able to get it to me if he knows he can get it through me. And I tell you what, we've stepped up to the plate on many occasions. We have sown finances and we have sown other things, cars and stuff along those lines. God knows he can count on us. And if that doesn't get you happy, I don't know what will. Amen. Glory to God. He's always faithful. And he looks for those who will also be found faithful. Here we are, Lord. Here we are. Glory to God. Doesn't that just make you want to give this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, hold your offerings up and let's pray. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, we bring our tithes and our offerings into this local storehouse. And we firmly believe right now, you're opening the windows of heaven and pouring out so much blessing upon us that there's not enough room to contain it all. Father, you want us blessed to be a blessing. We believe, Lord God, that you are rebuking the devourer. From every seed we've planted, we call forth the great harvest that belongs to us so that we can continue to do the things you've called us to do, to be the church we're supposed to be. Glory to God to make a difference in this community for Jesus Christ. Oh, our best days are before us. We believe it. Glory to God, we expect it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Britta, you doing children's? All right, children, you may go with Miss Britta. Uh... I for those who are I don't know if everybody got to meet Kevin. Kevin is sitting right here. He just moved from Hawaii. He said he was fed up with living there. It's kind of like when I years ago I went to uh, visit New York City. Uh, college football. We had a football uh, bowl game up, up in the Meadowlands, so we got to go into New York City and. My thought was, it was a great place to visit. Would not want to be a place I live. Oh, no, no, no. And I guarantee it's probably the way it is in Hawaii. Nice place to visit, but not a good place to live. So anyways, I know that John's always talking about how he likes to live in big cities. I'm like, well, what's wrong with you, dude? Ain't that rock my world even a little bit. Well, let's pray and get into the word. Praise you, Jesus. So, Father, we just, again, 
thank you for this opportunity to get into your holy written word. We believe in the word of God. We totally trust you, almighty God, to reveal these truths to our hearts now by your spirit. Holy Spirit, as our teacher, lead us and guide us into the truth. We expect to receive revelation knowledge that strengthens our spirits and renews our minds. And Father, I believe in Jesus' name with this group of people and anybody watching via live stream. By your grace, we will not just be doers, but we will be, excuse me, not just be hearers, but we will be doers. And because we are doers of your word, we shall be blessed, as the word tells us. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, if you have not been here for uh, the teaching or if you've missed some on and off, I was just going to encourage you guys to please go back and listen to this series. This is actually part 11. I thought I might be able to finish today, but the Lord has corrected me and said that I got at least one more message, but you'll see how that goes. The Lord sometimes keeps adding. Amen. But uh, we're talking about faith and the power of God. And the scriptures I want to share with you is 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But in the power of God. Now, I don't know how it is for you, but as far as I'm concerned, my faith in the power of God has grown leaps and bounds since we started this study. We have the power of Almighty God in us. <laughs> it's immeasurable. It's unlimited. It's surpassingly greater than any other form of power. Did you hear what I just said? There is no power like God's power. And his power is in us and for us who believe. Do you believe in the power of God this day? Do you have faith in the power of God this day? We got resurrection power in us. Resurrection power in us. Do you realize, and if you were here back then... When Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, it wasn't just Jesus raised from the dead. All of humanity was raised from the dead at that very time. And you might say, well, Pastor Dan, if that's true, does that mean that everybody's saved? No. You still have to appropriate it into your life with your faith. What's been given by grace must be received by faith. Amen. And so there's a lot of people who will never do that. They'll never receive Jesus into their hearts as their personal Lord and Savior, although it already belongs to them. Isn't that sad? The point I'm trying to make is there is no power like that power. You've got resurrection power in you. You've got life-giving power in you. We, 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 we have the very same power that created this universe in us. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to look at these pictures. See that in the corner? Boom. These are actual pictures from the new Webb telescope. And when I saw these pictures, I'm amazed. I am totally amazed. And for some people to say, look at that, look at that. Kind of, kind of makes you realize that statement I like, to, I like to say now. No more small thinking. No more, just leave it there for a second. No more limited dreaming. No more small thinking. 
No more limited dreaming. I don't know how far away that is, but it's a, it's a very far distance from here. <laughs> That's what my God has created. He is the creator. He put every one of those stars in place, and he's given them names. Selah. Stop and think about that. But the very same power that he created all of that with, oh, man is the very same power in us right now. That right there rocks my world. That gets me excited. There's nothing we will ever face in this world. No challenge we'll ever face in this world. Nothing that's greater than the power of God that's in us. You've got overcoming power in you. You've got healing power in you. You've got delivering power in you. <laughs> God is so good. God is so good. Thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> no more limited thinking. No more, no more small thinking, no more limited dreaming. No more small thinking, no more limited dreaming. Our God is big. In his way, his way is always perfect. Do you realize that if he tried to come in us without us first being changed on the inside, we would have blown up? It, we, 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 couldn't have we couldn't have taken it. Our, our, our being couldn't have taken it because we were of the devil. We had a sin nature at that point in time. And so if he tried to come in us at that time, we'd be gone. But he knew that he had to come up with a way for us to be able to be a container, for lack of a better way of saying it, for him and for his power. And so he came up with this thing called being born again. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my personal Lord and Savior. And we went from a state of Death unto life. We became new creations, new creations, new creations in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now we, can, we are capable of, of having God on the inside of us. Say law. Stop and think about that. I've got God in me. How about you? Because see, if you're born again, you've got God in you. He has chosen to take up a boat inside of you. I got his power in me. Thank you, Lord. You know, again, I'm a person that likes to watch those uh, superhero movies, the Avengers. And you think about how, you know, some of them are like the Hulk and them kinds of guys. They got all this power, Thor and stuff like that. That's all make-believe. But what I'm telling you is real. It's genuine. It's the Bible. It's truth. I got God's power in me. I got God's power in me. I could rip my shirt off right now and I'd have a big old F on my chest. Faith man. Glory to God. I know it sounds funny, but think about it. Shouldn't that be the way we're seen in this world? I'm different. 
I should have got a real healthy amen out of the crowd. (laughs) But I am. I'm a peculiar person. I'm someone that was chosen by my God. Ah, Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Mm, No more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. His power is in me for a reason. Are you listening? It's in me for a reason. It is to make a difference in this world for Jesus. Did Jesus make a difference in this world when he walked the earth? I mean, Jesus showed up, the multitudes followed. Did Jesus ever wonder if he would be able to lay hands on the sick and see them healed? Did he ever doubt that for a moment? Or did he have a full comprehension of the power that was now in him after the Spirit of God came upon him? Are you listening? Not for a moment. And that very same Jesus voiced these words from his lips. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. I'm telling you right now, we're supposed to be doing the works of Jesus. I got his power on the inside of me. I'm going to make a difference in this world. For him. I'll go back to what I was saying earlier about the age I'm at. I don't care how old I am right now. I got way too much to do for Jesus. I said, I've got way too much to do for Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. We haven't even gotten far, have we? Thank you, Lord. Everybody say, no more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. Say, I got God's power in me. Say this, I have faith in the power of God. (laughs) Go to John chapter 2 this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is the account of the very first miracle that Jesus performed. What did he do? Y'all remember? Turned water into wine. Few weeks back, I don't know, remember exactly how many weeks ago it was, we actually looked at this account. But I believe the Lord wants us to look at it again. And the reason I believe the Lord wants us to look at it again is because He wants to show us some things. I'm going to go ahead and say this right here from the get go. If you listen and you apply what you're going to hear to your walk of faith, you are going to go places in your walk of faith you've never gone before. I'm convinced of it. I said I'm convinced of it. So please, 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 please have your heart prepared to receive what God has for you this morning. It will change you because it's changing me big time. Hallelujah, glory to God. Don't you want to live a life of faith that gets results every single time? Is that even possible for us? Or is our God kind of in that hit and miss type of mentality? 
Sometimes I'll do it, sometimes I won't. Sometimes it's going to happen and sometimes it won't. Is that who he is? Is that what he's about? Do you look at your God as a, for lack of a better way of saying, a failure? Does God make mistakes? Does God make mistakes? Next time you look in your mirror, you need to look at yourself and say, I'm not a mistake. Don't belittle yourself because when you're belittling yourself, you're belittling the one that God died for. Boy, this is by the Spirit. Don't look in the mirror and, and become sad or discouraged. You look in that mirror and you smile real big and say, glory to God. God picked me out from a, all the billions of people that have walked this earth or ever will walk this earth to be a part of his family. I am a child of God. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. God has purpose for my life here on this earth. He has a destiny he's designed for me, and I'm going to fill it in Jesus' name. You know what you need to do? And I say this all the time, Lord, I want to see myself the way you see me. Because see, when I start to look at myself the way the world sometimes looks at me, or the way that the world wants to label me as, or, or, or sometimes the way maybe from the past things that have been said about me or things done to me, you start to go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't allow that to come, because that's not God. I said, that's not God. God is in the encouraging business, the lifting up business. God believes in you. I believe in you. It don't matter about anybody else. Are you hearing me? So I say, I've said that to God. I said, God, I know you love me. But I'm so thankful that you believe in me. Because sometimes I struggle to believe in myself. That's when I got to remind myself to see myself the way he sees me. Are you hearing this? This is the spirit of God speaking to you this morning. Hallelujah. I want to have success in my walk of faith. I want to see results happening every time, every single time. And I'm going to show you this morning with the help of the spirit of God, how we can do this. Amen. So, uh, when this miracle took place, if you remember as we read through it, there wasn't a big drum roll. There wasn't big sounds of thunder and lightnings crossing across, you know, flashing across the sky. In fact, based upon what we can read here in these set of scriptures, there was probably very few people that knew what happened when this water was turned into wine. Isn't that true? Based upon what we read there. And what you've got to understand is that's the way God is where miracles are concerned. God didn't want to prove to the world that he is God by something spectacular. You've heard me say this before, but if he wanted to, he could have just showed up in the sky where everyone on this planet saw him with all of his angels round about him. And he could have just simply said, I am God. Boosh! The whole planet would be on their faces. But he chose not to do it that way. Is that true? He chose to do it through a thing called faith. He wanted people to believe in him based upon 
They coming to know who he is through his anointed word. Amen. And so when this took place, very few people knew about it. But did it take place? The thing is, is that our God has been doing miracles and signs and wonders throughout the history of this earth. But you know what has happened throughout the history of this earth? There are always people who doubt the miracles. They don't believe in miracles. I said they don't believe in miracles. They will come up with all kinds of reason why it's not true. They'll try to prove it to you and say to you, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, what's the word? It, it, it can't be proved scientifically. So they believe in the Big Bang theory, that all of a sudden there was a Big Bang. Where the Big Bang happened, nobody knows. But all of a sudden there's this Big Bang, and everything was placed perfectly in this universe. Boosh, everything. I mean, think of the Earth. Again, I shared this not too long ago. Think of the Earth. We were a little bit closer. We'd all burn up. If we were a little bit further back, we'd all freeze. But God put us perfectly where we needed to be. Sounds like a creator was behind this. And when you look at those kinds of pictures that we looked at, and you see how big our universe is, and you come to realize how big this universe is, oh, I, I, it just, I'm just going to be blunt. For someone to say there's no God, they stupid. You know that the Bible actually calls a person who doubts, doesn't believe in God as a fool? Is a fool. I don't know that, how much of that would preach to people real good. You know, <laughs> trying to get people saved. You know, if you don't believe God, you're a fool. But anyway, the Bible says so. Anyway, but see these these, these people that don't believe, they, what they'll do is they'll, 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 they'll they're always cynical. They're always got all their their reasonings in their mind why it's not true. And for example, if if, if there was a healing meeting and and these people got born again, they they are oh, not born again, but got healed. Their mindset would be, well, that guy's a huckster. That guy's a you know, conniver. He's just put, trying to put one on everybody. And, and all those people that were healed, that acted like they needed healing, they really weren't. They didn't need healing. They were just all in on it. And, and that's their mindset. But is that your mindset? Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe this water was turned into wine? I believe in miracles. I'm going to say it one more time. I, Daniel Greenwald, believe in miracles. I said, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. I believe in signs and wonders. God loves to confirm his word with accompanying signs and wonders. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So here in John 2, water was turned into wine. Again, do you believe that actually happened? How did it happen? This is so important for us to understand because the same way miracles happened back then is the same way miracles will happen today. Did you hear me? How do we have a miracle? Number one, you must hear from God. And when you hear from God, what rises up in your heart? Faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And number two, you got to do what God tells you to do. In other words, you got to act on your, 
on, 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 on the faith that's in you now. You've got to put action to your faith is a better way of saying it. You've got to release the power in you by that step of faith, by stepping out to do what he tells you to do. It ignites the power. I, 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 I know we just had all the fireworks, and I saw how them fire, I know how them fireworks work. I know you light the fuse, they go up, boom. Friends, how do we light the fuse to the power in us? With our faith. You have to hear from God. I said you have to hear from God. I know you're nodding your head yes, but we're going to find out this morning whether you really do. Hallelujah. This is important to understand. Our act of faith ignites the power of God that's in us. Hear me, but not just any act. But not just any act. You have to do what he told you to do after you've heard from him. In other words, what he tells you to do this time may not be what he told you to do last time. Did you hear what I just said? And I am convinced this is why so many people have been disappointed down through the years because it seemed like their faith didn't work this time. They assumed if they just did it the same way they did it the last time and got results, they're going to get the same kind of results if they just do it again. But unfortunately, when that didn't happen, there are a lot of folks. I've seen it happen. I know what from whence I speak have given up on the faith message. And that's so sad. Because the Bible clearly tells us that we, the just, are called to live by faith. If I'm called to live by something, I want to know how to do it. I want to know how to activate this power that's in me. God is not a cruel God. He's a good God. He expects us to live by faith. He's going to demonstrate to us and show us how to live by faith. Amen. For example, let's say I need to be healed. <laughs> I'm convinced of that. I see it in his word. I know that healing is, is God's will for my life. But unlike the last time, when God directed me to have someone lay hands on me, and I did that, and I was healed... This time, he may say to me, I want you to call for the elders of the church to come and anoint you with oil. Or he might say to me, he might say to me, I want you to just take a stand on the faith that's in your heart that I am your healer. Do you see what I'm trying to say to you? You've got to hear from God as to how he wants to do it this time. Yes, you know it's his will to heal you, 
but he can heal you in a wide range of ways. How are you going to know what you're supposed to do unless you hear from him? And how are you going to hear from him if you go into his, his presence with an already set mindset uh, that you're going to do it the way you did it last time? Well, what, what are you saying when you do that? I know better than you, God. I know the way it happened the last time. All I got to do it is that same way this time. Are you really, truly hearing from God? This is one of the things, and I, this is the reason I believe our God was uh, uh, prompting my heart that we need to teach more on this. Because next week, Lord willing, we're going to start talking about how do you hear from God. I've had people ask me that question, how do you hear from God? But see, this is one of the biggest challenges. So many Christians, so many, don't believe they can hear from God, especially on a daily basis. They don't believe it. You mean that God will sit down beside you and talk to you in an audible voice? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Now, there will be times. I've, I know of people that have had, they've heard voice. I mean, it sounds wrong. They've heard voices. They've heard audibly God speak to them. But it happens in very rare occasions. That is not the way it normally happens. See, a lot of times people think, well, when Jesus prayed, him and the Father just were talking back and forth. Like, God, you know, Jesus could hear with his natural ears what God was saying to him. If that was the case, then don't you think that Jesus had an advantage over us? Jesus came to demonstrate to us how we're supposed to do it. There is a way for us to hear from God. And yes, there is a way to hear from God on a daily basis. Can I ask you a question? When God prompted you to start spending time, getting up in the wee hours of the morning and spending time with him, to this day, have you found now that you know his voice to the point where you know he's speaking to you on a daily basis? Every day. Every day. She gets up every day and spends time with him. Again, I'm not trying to put her up on a pedestal. I'm trying to use this as an example. If you truly want to hear from God, you're going to have to make a quality decision. I'm going to get alone with God. I'm going to spend some time with him. Until I hear from him. Do not have the mindset, oh man, I don't know if I have the time to do that. Really? But you have the time to fail. You have the time to, to succumb to that sickness and die. You have the time to, to go broke or to lose your house or whatever the case is. You have the time for that. That's why sometimes I can't comprehend that. People would rather sit in front of a TV when they're literally dealing with a, 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 yeah, death. They'd rather go watch television than get alone with God and hear from him. We've got to make that quality decision. God knows best. And even though his will never changes, the way he does it does. And the way he does it, let me just throw this out right now. The way he usually does it is beyond any way you could ever think of. Beyond any other, I mean, beyond your mind, beyond what you could have ever thought about. But if you will simply take him at his word 
and do what he tells you to do, you're going to get results. And then when you get the results, you can stand up and testify. Let me tell you about my good, good father, how he healed my body. I was diagnosed with cancer, given up to die. Here I am. Here's the clean bill of health. Ha, ha, ha. See, I believe in those things. I believe my God is more than able to do that. I know my Jesus could have done it, did it when he walked the earth. And that same Jesus that healed back then is the same Jesus that's healing today and will be the same Jesus that's healing tomorrow. God is not in the hit and miss business. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just sense in my spirit, this is one of the greatest things I've had to learn in my walk with God where faith is concerned. If there's ever a time where it doesn't seem like I got what I was believing for, the problem is not on his end. The problem is on my end. There are going to be times when um, things happen and you're going to question God, why did that happen? Why did that take place? I remember so clearly, even though it was back in 1993, I remember where I was at. I remember what I was doing. And, and my sister called me. I was at work at Tippins. And I remember the phone call. And I, you know, unusual for your sister to call you while you're working. Anyway, and I got on the phone and she said, Daniel, dad and mom were in an accident. Car accident. Dad's okay. But mom didn't make it. I lost it. I remember punching these big metal things and just bawling. I mean, I stand before you today because of her prayers for me. She's the one who fell on her knees and prayed for me. I thank God for her. Now she's gone. And so what happened at that point in time? I remember sitting in the back of her car. And I don't know if it was your car or Pastor Jim's car driving. And I was hit with this scenario. I can either push away from God and say, why didn't you take care of her? Why didn't you do this? Or I can draw closer to God, even though I didn't understand what happened. I already knew in my heart which way I was going to go because I knew the love that my God has for me. I had experienced it. I've seen him do some incredible things in my life. And even though to this day I don't know why it happened, you know, the Bible actually says, I think it's Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to the Lord. Even though I may never know why, the bottom line to all of this is, I will never accuse God of doing something contrary to his word. I'm saying all this for a reason. We cannot base our faith life upon the experiences of others. 
whether they get healed or not, whether they go broke or not, whatever. I can't base my faith life upon their experiences. I have a lot. My dad died of, of lung cancer. And people say, why didn't you get him healed? Well, you would probably have to answer him, ask him the question, why didn't he stop smoking? After he had, I think, three or four heart attacks. Just kept smoking. And I remember when we were traveling, and the Lord spoke to my heart, I don't want you to pray for him to be healed. I want you to pray for him to come home quickly. That's not easy. But again, what am I going to do? Trust God. You know what? This is what I always fall back on to. They're not gone. <laughs> They're not gone. I said, they're not gone. They just moved on to a better place. It's just like, like, like Kevin just moved back from, over from Hawaii to here. He just moved, changed locations. They just changed locations. They're not gone. They're rejoicing. Hallelujah. I said, they're rejoicing. I said, they're rejoicing. We could go up there right now and say, I'm believing for you to come back. They look at you and laugh. What are you trying to say? Look around you. There is no sin here. There is no, no, no tears here. There is no uh, 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 turmoil here, sickness here. There are no challenges. You got the victory every day of your life. You just wake up victorious because you are victorious. Hallelujah. I don't know why I got off on this, but I got off on it because I'm trying to share with you we can't blame God when things don't work out and never get to a place where you throw away living by faith. I base my life not upon the experiences of others and not upon my own experiences. I base my life solely upon what does the Bible say. The Bible is the anchor to my soul. As Christians, it's got to be that way. It's not always easy. And that's why that scripture in Proverbs comes in so, so importantly. I'll say it that way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And I can say this and she can attest to this. I don't know how many times I've said that recently in my life. Trust you, Lord. I trust you. I don't understand everything that's going on, but I trust you. Here I'm standing because I truly trust in him. And he comes and he ministers to me. And he, he speaks to me and encourages me, whether through somebody else or just him and me. And see, that's how it's supposed to be. We've got to have that kind of relationship with him where I, you can just talk with him like he's your very best friend, like he is your heavenly daddy. I don't know if you had a good earthly father, but I had a, a good dad. But sometimes my dad, he was what you called a perfectionist. He was the type of guy that if I mowed the front yard, instead of saying thank you for mowing the front yard, he'd say, why didn't you mow the backyard? But he was a good man. But I want to tell you about an even better dad who will never speak a word of discouragement to you. Oh, sometimes he does bring correction. But how many know that we sometimes need correction? 
I was just, the other, just recently with Emmy. Emmy's got, that's my granddaughter for those who don't know, she's got into this little thing of wanting to slap at you. And she's been slapping me in the face and I've been telling her, no, 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 and I'll take her hand and I'll go gently. You know, I don't care if she hits me anywhere else, but gently. She came up and she slapped me in the face and I turned around and I popped her on the backside. And it was almost like, it hurt me so, I was like going, oh my goodness. But she needed to be disciplined. She needed to be corrected because she can't continue to go on slapping people in the face. I mean, when she gets to be a teenager, slapping people in the face. When she gets to be 30 years old, slapping, no, I'm just kidding. But our God loves you. Our God desires to spend time with you. I cannot impress this upon your hearts any more than this. You're going to have to make that quality decision in your life. I'm going to get alone with you, away from the distractions in this world. And how many know there are all kinds of distractions out there? I'm going to spend some quality time with you. You know, quality time could be as short as that. You'll find yourself being like that for hours. You look at the clock and you say, whoa, where did the time go? Because you were spending it with him. And it's when you have that kind of relationship with him, the more you spend time with him, the more you're going to come to know his voice. And the more you come to know his voice, the, the bolder you get. You understand how I'm saying that? You, you, you just, you know it's him. There's nobody going to stop you from doing what he's telling you to do. Amen. I remember when we came over here to start this church. I had never given thought to becoming a senior pastor. Never even thought about it. And that's, that's the truth. We never talked about it. My attitude was I was going to become the, ne the next best uh, assistant pastor, just like Tony Cook was to, to Pastor Hagen. That was my mindset. I'm going to be the best I can possibly be for him. And if you don't know who Tony Cook is, he's, he's now in a uh, traveling uh, ministry, just a phenomenal teacher. But the point I'm trying to get at, that had never entered my thought. And we had gone through um, oh, some challenging times, I'll say it that, with, my, with Pastor Jim and Donna in, in the Missoula Bible Church, and some things took place, and, and it was during that time I began to press into God unlike any other time in my life. I began to just really seek after him, and spend that time, like I said, in his presence, and it began to do some major changing in my life. And, and when I began to, to, to press into him is when he began to speak to me. And I remember where we, where we were at. <laughs> we need to go into any other big details about it. But I basically said to, to, to Pastor Joan, I said, have you ever thought about becoming a senior pastor? First time that ever came out of my mouth. And when it did, it was like the proverbial snowball at the top of the hill. It began to roll down. And we began to think about it. And we began to pray about it. And we began to talk about it. And all the while, we're listening in our hearts. 
And then what ended up happening is we went to Texas. And when we were in Texas, I went to a church where a girl that I grew up with, her and her sister, went to high school with me, and they had started this church. And um, we had gone in there with just the idea of just, did I preach? Did I preach that day for him? But anyway, uh, she had us stand up, and she began to prophesy over us. And she said this, within six months to a year, you will be pastoring your own church. And we just both fell out, just were crying. And what had happened is she didn't speak that to us. She confirmed what God had already spoken to us. And when that confirmation came, we immediately began to, con- what did we do? We kept praying it out. We, keep pr- we, we just kept praying it out. And we, we ca- came to the realization that we knew that we knew God was calling us to become senior pastors. And the only thing we knew was that God was calling us to the Northwest region. The Northwest region of this country is pretty big. Several states are involved in it. I had no idea where he was going to send me. But in my mindset, and again, this is my mind, I was thinking there would, I would not go to another town where a, another Rhema church was unless it was a huge town and I'd be, a, you know, a distance away from them. That was always my mindset. But anyway, we begin to pray, and we begin to seek God, and we begin to pray, and we talk to our pastors, and they knew, and, you know, we gave them eight months, something like that, almost another year of getting everything prepped before we headed out, and, but we kept praying about it, and then one night I woke up. Now, this is after some time of praying, and when I woke up, the word Bozeman came up in my heart. I knew nothing about Bozeman, Montana, literally nothing except for one thing. This is where the cats were, and I was a Grizzly fan. That's, that's literally the truth of it. Didn't know anybody here, not a single person. But when I got that in my heart, I knew it was God speaking to me because I had spent quality time in his presence. I knew his voice. But we still did something. We kept praying it out. And the more we prayed about it, the more excited we got about it because it was God. So we came and spied out the land. And from there, we, you know, going through all the different things I've shared with you before, uh, God confirmed that we're supposed to be here, and here we are. How many years later? Going on 15 years. Can you believe? 15 years. Glory to God. It all started. By me pressing into him so I could hear from him and what he wanted me to do. And when we stepped out to do it, listen, when we stepped out to do it, all the provision was already there to do what he's called us to do. As we keep walking this out, the provision will be there for us. We don't know how it's happening. I don't care. How about you? We just know that God is faithful. And everything we need will be there. The people will come who are supposed to come. Hallelujah. To hook up with the vision. Amen. Glorious days are before us in this church. Amen. Beautiful place. Beautiful building. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we must hear from God, number one. We must hear from God. You have to hear from God. Do you understand again that does not mean that you should expect God to do it the same way that he did it the last time? 
For example, let's talk about finances. Maybe God blessed you the last time by uh, 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 speaking to somebody to bless you with some money. Someone walked up and gave you a handful of cash. Oh, glory to God. So now you need more money. Okay, God, move upon somebody right now. Speak to their heart to come walk up to me and bless me with some money. What is that doing? Are we not deciding how God's going to do it instead of trusting him to do it the perfect way? And so the point I'm trying to make is if God wants to use somebody again, so be it. But if maybe God wants me to go ask my boss if I work a, a job, say, go to your boss and say, Re request a raise. Even though everybody else is being deductions are taken away from their pay, you go ask for a raise. And when you go and do so, the favor of God's on your life and they give you a raise. Or maybe God speaks to your heart and says, I want you to do a career change. I want you to go from what you're doing there to over here. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And when you do so in obedience to God, you get blessed. Or maybe God will speak, to, uh, give you a witty idea. Or have you start a new business? Point is what? You're hearing from him. You don't go within with a set mindset that this is the way it's going to be. You did it this way last time. You're going to do it again this way. You're going to go away from there not getting results, and it's not going to be God's fault. It's going to be your fault because you did not listen to him. You did not hear from him. Y'all listening? This has helped me so much recently. What time is it? How long have I been? I've been preaching a long time, haven't I? Whoo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be able to get this done. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We'll get back to this, but I want to ask you a question. And I'm very sincere when I ask you this question. Do you believe you can hear from God? Do you believe you can hear from God? It's not just for a select few. If you're born again, you're a child of God. And just like he'll speak to me, he will speak to you. Let's hear Bible. A lot of times... He'll speak to you right here through his word. And can I just add this real quickly? He'll never say anything to you that's contrary to his word. Amen. But the thing is, is there's going to be a lot of times when you need to hear from God. As for example, you graduate from college, what career you're supposed to take, which direction you're supposed to go. So you need to know, because that's not in there. Thus saith the Lord, go work at this job over here and, 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 and you know, that's going to be your career. No, you got to do what? you got to get along with God. I'm already getting off into what I'm going to be sharing next week probably. But the, the thing I'm trying to get across again is you cannot hear from God if you don't believe you're going to hear from God. you got to go with the attitude as I am going to hear from him. He loves you. He believes in you. He's picked you to be a part of his family. It's sad because there's probably a lot of churches that preach something contrary to what I'm saying right now. That it's only for this select few. No, 
It's for everyone who believes. That's it. That's the prerequisite. You got to believe. That's called faith. And you got to start practicing this. I know that sounds like a weird word to throw in there, but it's the truth. You got to take time and practice. Go in there and just find some music that you can worship him to. I'm not talking about, there's nothing wrong with praising God and getting some good music and dancing around. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There are times when I've been dancing around. In fact, I've, there have been times, and this has happened on more than one occasion, when the power of God has hit me and I've ended up on my face and God speaks to me. I remember at that RMAI meeting over in, in Cannon Beach and Mark Hankins was there and, and I fell down under the power. And it was like our 10 year of existence of this church. I fell down under the power of God and immediately God spoke to my heart. You're just getting started. Ten years, God. <laughs> I've done ten years. And then I was reminded of Dad Hagen. Dad Hagen, I don't remember the exact time frame, but he went, he told, said how many years of his ministry were spent in the permissive will of God. And then finally he got to the place where God spoke to his heart, now you're in my perfect will for you. How many know that we should want his perfect will for us? Always remember this. He's not hiding it from you. He wants you to know. He designed it for you. You just got to spend time with him. When I came to know, I mean, I don't care. She could go on the other side of the world and pick up a telephone and call me. What's going to happen? I'm going to know her voice. Why? Because I spend quality time with my wife. Same thing with God. You got to spend quality time with him. And that means you, not a bunch of other people. I'm, again, I'm not against group praying. I'm not against anything like that. But I'm talking about time with you and God. Praying and ministering to him. And when you learn to minister to him, that's when God speaks to us, to you. Amen. How, do you want miracles? Do you want miracles in your life? You want miracles through your life. Hear from God, do what he tells you to do. Hear from God, do what he tells you to do. Amen. We're going to continue this. We're going to finish this up. We didn't even get to John chapter 2. Hopefully you got something out of this. This is kind of like the, what's the word? Uh, appetizer. The appetizer. Because next week we'll start eating the meal and hopefully get it wrapped up. Or maybe we have to have dessert after that. I don't know. God's ways are perfect. Hallelujah. My heart's cry for you, and I mean this, is that you will come to know his voice. One of the things, and again, I'm getting off of probably something I'll share next week as well. I say this all the time. She says it all the time. I know the voice of the good shepherd. A stranger's voice I will not follow. Did you get that? If it's not Jesus, I'm not following it. I confess this out of my mouth in faith based on the word. Jesus calls me by name and I follow him. See what I'm doing here. I'm simply repeating what the Bible says. But that's how faith comes. And when I'm stepping out and getting into his presence, I'm expecting to hear from him because I know his voice. It's just like with when I come up here to preach. I've studied, I've prepared, I've got my message all written out and everything. But I don't come up here and say, okay, God, we're going to do it the way I, I just got it done. I come up here and I say, God, you, what, your will be done. 
When I open my mouth to speak, I'm going to speak forth as the oracles of God, anointed from on high. And I expect to say what you want me to say and to do what you want me to do. Isn't that what Jesus did? Are we not supposed to imitate Christ? Be like Jesus. Amen. Is everybody with me this morning? I'm telling you, if we can get a hold of this, we can have miracles in our lives all the time. Living a life of faith. Glory to God. I was just pondering this and thinking about this. When people are, are, are uh, thinking about how God is, sometimes he does it, sometimes he does it, sometimes you'll win, sometimes you'll fail. And I was just thinking about how the Bible tells us, nowhere in the Bible does it tell us that we go from failure to failure. It says in the Bible that we go from victory to victory. That's what the Bible says. That's his will for us. Victory to victory. But we're not going to experience victory to victory unless we can hear from him. And God wants to speak to your hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's pray. I love you, Jesus, so very much. Trust that what you wanted me to say this day was said. You know in my heart, I'm not about furthering any man's plans. I'm here to further your plans. Your will be done in this church. May these people come to understand this revelation that you've so graciously given to me. My heart's cry is to give it out to them just as you have graciously poured it into my heart. Thank you, my God. We worship you. We praise you. We believe our best days are before us. We believe our best days are before us. Extraordinary experiences are before us. Hallelujah. Father God, we do expect to do the miracles because we're going to hear from you and then by faith and with a holy boldness, step out and do what you are leading us to do. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Victory to victory. Thank you, my God. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Hallelujah. 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 Well, glory to God. I said glory to God. You guys get something out of that? Praise the Lord. Uh, one of the things that was not on the announcements, but we are planning on right now, we still have to work a few details out. Uh, at the end of August, we're going to have our church picnic. I don't know. It's, or, it's more like it's going to be more of an outreach. We're going to get some inflatables and all that stuff, and we're going to invite the neighborhoods around us, and we're going to give away burgers, and we'll have burgers for ourselves, and games, play games, and all that good stuff. Uh, we will let you know and give you more details as the day draws near. We got to talk to the HOA here to make sure we're able to. I mean. That nobody else is open on Sundays, but whether we could do it, we're talking about possibly doing it out front, but I think the best way to do it is out back just because of traffic and things like that. But we'll give you the details later on, but we got to approach it, like I said, as outreach, reaching out to this, this neighborhood and saying, hey, we love you. We're here for you. Amen.